And we know that God causes all things to work together for good to those who love God, to those who are called according to His purpose. This is Romans 8.28 from the NASB version. Is the COVID-19 global pandemic that's causing all the depletion of resources, the falling of economies, creating pandemonium and global panic and anxiety, good? Are the things that look so evil and so deadly, good? Let's find out as we study this passage accordingly. Today's April 4, 2020, and this is a Saturday. And this is, once again, your quarantine companion, Cross Radio. Hey, hey, Twister Hoover here, and I'm so excited to share to you stories, anecdotes, and truths from the sacred writ that intertwine with our daily realities. This is Cross Radio, and welcome to the podcast that's all about the Christocentric word to the Christo-needing world. This is the third slice of our single verse analysis on Romans 8.28. As we are in the world, we are instructed with a life or death charge to hold fast to the word. We are in the world. We are of the word. One verse that is handled correctly will lead us to the glorious truth of Christ and His amazing purposes for His beloveds. We need to rightly divide the word of truth to fully get to the heart of God in Christ Jesus, our Lord, magnifying His name and not merely our presuppositions or theological biases. We always go back to the Bible. In this time of global pandemic, we are nowhere else to go. We have nowhere else to go but the authoritative and sufficient Word of God. In our passage is one of those verses that are unhealthily misused and abused, Romans 8.28. We have learned that a text out of context is a pretext. It gives false assurance, thus false hopes. And there is no deeper attack to the soul, especially of believers, than this candy-coated, fluffy, pragmatic, egocentric false assurances. Lies can comfort, but sooner or later, as it does and always does, it will destroy the soul individually and societies at large. We cling to the truth and nothing but the truth. We cling to the truth that is found in the person of the Lord Jesus Christ. And He Himself is the truth. He's the center and the heart of all truth. Is everything really good? In studying Romans 8.28, do we consider everything good? The answer is no. This is not the case. Without getting to the context of this verse, we will answer this differently. As we have said, context is key, context is king. Let's read this verse or these verses again in context. Romans 8, 28-30, NESB. Quote, And we know that God causes all things to work together for good to those who love God and to those who are called according to His purpose. For those whom He foreknew, He also predestined to become conformed to the image of His Son, so that He would be the firstborn among many brethren. 
And these whom he predestined, he also called. And these whom he called, he also justified. And these whom he justified, he also glorified. End quote. See here the importance of understanding the whole scriptures. God has chosen a people for himself. He has predestined and called and justified them in what we call now the order of salvation. Thus, when you understand that you are his, you get to see everything now not from the perspective of pain, but right now, when you know you are his, you get to see things from the vantage point of purpose. God has a purpose for the world, but he has a very special purpose to those whom he has called. Those whom he called are those who are intimately in love with him. For the past days, we have learned two points from Romans 8.28. Our first point is the last clause to those who are called according to his purpose. And we have entitled this point, God's Purpose for the Cold. Our second point is focusing on the clause, quote, to those who love God, end quote. We have called this the Christian's love for God. And with these two points, we now see something that is intermeshed together. Those who are cold describe the people who have been purposed by God from the divine side and those who love God describes the Christian from the human side. What do I mean when I say this? These clauses has a specific target in mind. Those who are called according to his purpose and those who love God. But specifically, these two clauses are under one category. They are the same group. These are those who are in Christ. These are the elect. These are the true believers. These are those people who can confidently stand in Romans 8 verse 1. Quote, Therefore, there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. End quote. The eighth chapter of the book of Romans, where we get to the point of verse 28, starts with, therefore, there is now no condemnation. And it is really for those who are in Christ. If point number one and point number two is intermeshed together, we have point number three as our starting point here. And the clause that we will be studying, that God causes all things to work together for good. Point number three is God's sovereign providence in all things. It was J. Vernon McGee who said these words, quote, Providence is the means by which God directs all things, both animate and inanimate, seen and unseen, good and evil, towards a worthy purpose, which means His will must finally prevail. End quote. I could still remember the time when when I just graduated from elementary. I really hated my father because he left us for another woman. He went out of the house. I saw my mom crying. I became so close to my mom um, to the point that I really hated my father because I was always seeing my mother cry. But at the same time, my life due to that anger and deep remorse and and that 
specific melancholy, I went out to look for love in the wrong places, thinking this would aid me in getting back to the love that my father never gave me. I involved myself in so many addictions and lust woman after woman I pursued love. One woman I was trying to win over, I was trying to woo her, brought me to church, and the rest was history. All I knew that in the darkest and deepest moments of my life, although it was a moment of pain and evil and brokenness all rolled into one, God brought it all together for good. It was at that moment of deep desperation that I got to know the Lord. God's providence sees the good even in the midst of the bad that has happened more than a decade ago. What my father did to harm us, God worked out for good. In his own commentary, John MacArthur writes, quote, Paul is not saying that God prevents his children from experiencing things that can harm them. He is rather attesting that the Lord takes all that he allows to happen to his beloved children, even the worst things, and turns those things ultimately into blessings. No matter what our situation, our suffering, our persecution, our sinful nature, our pain, our lack in faith, in those things as well as in all other things, our Heavenly Father will work to produce our ultimate victory and blessing. The corollary of that truth is that nothing can ultimately work against us. End quote. Romans 8.28 does not say that God causes all things. Period. Nowhere in Scripture do we read that God causes sin or evil. He permits these things, but that is much different from initiating them. Therefore, when tra- tragedy touches a believer, or for example, this global pandemic, we should not conclude that this is one of the all things that God has actually initiated. Man is responsible. Rather, this verse says that God brings good out of all those things, even tragedies for the Christian. The phrase, quote, work together, end quote, is in Greek the word sunergeo. The word sunergeo is where we derive the word or the English term synergy. This is the working together of various elements. This is according to John MacArthur to produce an effect greater than and often completely different from the sum of each element acting separately. I I really love this illustration. Sodium is poisonous to the body and chlorine is toxic at the same time. You don't take each into your body. But in the process of putting them together, we get these two toxic substances and put them together in synergy. And what do we get? Yep, sodium chloride or table salt. This is what synergy is. It is what happens when you put two or more elements together In fact, opposing elements or sometimes evil or negative elements to form something brand new that neither forms the old element. That's synergy, the combination of many elements to produce something good. We actually need God to cause all things to work together for good because by and of itself, all things, 
even us, we cannot produce anything good apart from Him who is good and who is in control. Remember also that the good here is what is good from God's perspective. Note that Paul does not say that all things are good, but that all things are working together, or God causes all things to work together for good. Listen to this. We need to clarify what is the good here to get to the heart of the matter. What's the good that God is forming here? Our answer, the good in verse 28, is found in verse 29. Let me read this once again. This is now from the ESV version, and we know that those who love God, all things work together for good for those who are called according to His purpose, for those whom He foreknew, He also predestined to be conformed to the image of His Son. Beloved, the good that we are talking here is the shaping of the believer to the very shape or the very gear of who Jesus is. The ultimate good is always Jesus. To be shaped by God for the very purpose of shaping you and me, for good is always leading us towards Christ-likeness. All the things that is happening all around us, the evil, the deaths, the global pandemic that is happening all around us, is shaping the true believer into the very image of the Lord Jesus Christ. And thus, the moment we become more like Jesus Christ, we can really say from the bottom of our hearts that this is good. Or according to Ray Pritchard, listen to this quote, When Paul says that all things work together for good, he is not saying that the tragedies and heartaches of life will always produce a better set of circumstances. Sometimes they do, sometimes they don't. But God is not committed to making you healthy, wealthy, and wise. He is committed to making you like His Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. And whatever it takes to make you more like Jesus is good. So it is in the, in the providence of God that we learn more in the darkness than we do in the light. We gain more from sickness than we do from health. We pray more when we are scared than when we are confident. End quote. This is true. Whatever it takes to make you more like Jesus is good. That was point number three. God's sovereign providence in all things. We move to our last point and now we move to the very first clause that we have been studying. Quote, and we know. Our fourth point is the Christian's intimate assurance. The word here for know and we know is the Greek word oida slash edo. This means absolute positive knowledge which one has beyond beyond any doubt. This is oida. Do we really know? This is actually the hardest question to answer in life. The why questions. I could still remember that was a, that was Christa, Christmas time, almost a, maybe more than a decade ago. I I have this person whom I call Manang Neneng. I could very well remember Manang Neneng. She's the house helper of my aunt before who one time I saw her in their place 
she was crying. I was a college student and I didn't know how to actually deal with it. Truly, I have many theories and speculations and false bravado in my mind. But I don't know how to really deal with the issue. Manang Neneng was crying because of something really bad that has happened. Just after graduating from college, her eldest son got together with friends and ate out with them and was attacked by other drunk men and ate out I'm sorry and was attacked by other drunk men he was actually stabbed to death they rushed him to the hospital but he never made it there alive it was dead on arrival on that very same hour while they were still grieving Manang went home with another news her youngest child who suffered from fever also died Two children died on that very same day, days before Christmas. How do you answer this? Manang Neneng faced me with a blank stare and nothing but one word out of her mouth. Why? Why? We also asked the very same question, and we do not always get clear explanations or answers. When we go to the Bible, we see that the Bible is not a book of explanations. We look at the Bible and see a reflection, not of explanations, but of a God who has promised us that He is causing all things to work together for good. We don't always know why things happen the way they do, but we only know one thing. We know Him. His character rests upon it. We know because we know Him. We know, I'll say this once again, we know because we know Him. That's Oida. We know not by looking at the events of our life, of our lives, but by knowing our God. We know not by studying the pattern of the cloth, but by knowing the designer of the fabric. We know it not by listening to the notes of the symphony, but by knowing the composer of the music. There are so many things we do not know. We don't know why babies die, or why cars wreck, or why planes crash, or why families break down, or why good people get sick and suddenly die, or why this global panha- uh, pandemic, the COVID-19, happened. We don't know. But this we know, that God is at work, and He has not forgotten us. The comforting truth of Romans 8.28 is based especially on God's sovereignty. If all things work together for good, all events, all circumstances, all trials, all happenings, etc., then it follows that God must be over all things and must control all things. Listen to this from Lude Goals. Quote, Sometimes God's love almost seems like hatred because of the difficulties He allows to come our way. The final result, however, always confirms its true nature. Again, whatever it takes to make you more like Jesus is good. We know this refers now to the knowledge which comes from one state of being. This is in a sense believing in a glorious future because God is there and God is here now though I do not know the reason someone said this 
though I do not know the reason, I can trust and I am so blessed. God is love and God is faithful, so in perfect peace, I rest. And we know that God causes all things to work together for good to those who love God, to those who are called according to His purpose. We may not know everything before us, but we know the God above us. We know. Around three years ago, I was about to preach this this very verse, Romans 8.28 at Iloilo. One ship ride away from Bacolod City, about one and a half hour. So excited that I had my bag and everything I needed early that Sunday morning just after I entered the ship. Earlier that Sunday, right before I was about to go to the pier, a message stuck me. It was one of those messages that will never be forgotten, especially by me. Something that might shape the days or the chapters of life to come. A text message came. It was from my father's second wife. This was the text. Quote, twist, your papa is gone. End quote. It broke my heart. I spent that whole year loving back my father and we just came back to being close and my father a few hours before that received by faith the Lord Jesus Christ. He was Muslim by the way. But when he believed in the Lord Jesus Christ out of his surrender, I was really glad to do it but I did not know that that was his last moment was about to go to Iloilo to preach on something good. I didn't know that was his last moment. He died. And for me, it was not good. I went to Iloilo. Nobody was preaching there. And right in the middle of the sermon, I broke down. I know that God causes all things to work together for good. Now, during that time, I didn't know. The pain was so excruciating and it made... My tongue twist and my body froze. I didn't know what to say. I was crying and crying in the pulpit. All I had with me was this verse. And I know. And it was enough. Facing the congregation while I was breaking down. Some of the people there are really shocked why I was crying. I told them that my father died just died a few hours ago and my heart is really broken this is what I told them quote my heart is really broken my father just died but as this verse has powerfully spoken so am I so I am standing on this truth I am here to tell you that God is good no matter what he is always good and he's causing all things to work together for good and good. To the Christian, the fix to a bad circumstance is not an equally good circumstance to balance things out, but the intimate revelation of the character of God. Not that we discard the suffering or the event, but in love, in Him, we learn the essentials. We understand now the truth in all these. Who He is becomes of far greater value in us than what is happening. His grace is deeper. His truth is more wonderful. His glory 
is more valuable. When things go seemingly bad and worse, one thing is clearly to remember. God is still good. His goodness goes beyond situations and it is in knowing Him deeper that we too go beyond the tears and fears and worries and pain. He is good. All of Him. All the time. All the way. True indeed is the hymn rooting from Spurgeon's treasury. Quote, If you can trace His hand past the tears, trust His heart. End quote. Beloved, trust His heart. His heart is good. God may indeed test our faith that we may fully depend and trust in His faithfulness. His faithfulness is the power source of our faith. He knows what He is doing. We need to know Him. God is good. All of Him. All the time. All the way. And we know that He is causing all things to work together for good to those who love Him and are called according to His purpose. Period. This is Twister Hover, and you are listening to Cross Radio.